If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome back to another episode of Paper Route. I'm Corey Holmes, and you know I'm with the squad, Ashley Nicole Moss and Brandon Marshall. Man, we got another dope episode for y'all. And actually, speaking of dope episode, if you haven't yet, you must check out our episode with Joy Taylor. That is on our I Am Athlete channel. And be sure to describe, man. It was a great conversation there. But yeah, man, great show today. We're going to talk Steph Curry. He saved the Warriors this weekend in their home win over the Bucks, And there was a huge trade this weekend, too, by involving a guy by the name of Jalen Ramsey. Uh, but first, how was y'all weekend? Y'all, I know, uh, I know Brandon, you had a, a pretty eventful weekend. Tell us about it. Uh, definitely. I... I, I Talked for probably about six, seven hours. Um, I had an opportunity to MC the RX3 second annual celebrity quarterback flag football game. I mean, you had Josh Allen out there and, of course, Aaron Rodgers. And I got to say, Corey, that was my first time seeing Aaron Rodgers, you know, that close throwing the ball, right? Like, I played in Chicago, so I played against him twice a year. I saw him in warm-ups, but, you know, they're on one side. I'm on the other side. When they're up, I'm on the sideline. I'm looking at plays. I'm on the bench. But to literally be, you know, a foot or two away from him while, when he was throwing the ball, I got to say, man, it's um, it was like it was like watching a ballerina. Mm. That's what it was like, man. Not a dancer, or a ballerina. It's a big difference, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been saying this for a few years now, that he's the greatest thrower of the football. Um, and it just validated things for me. Mm. It was just effortless, man. I, 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 it was just poetry in motion. Yeah, we actually had a clip of you guys' conversation. How we take a look at it? How was it meeting Woody Johnson? How was that meeting? Oh, that was, that was yeah, it's, it's always interesting meeting important figures in the sport. Um, yeah, it's always interesting. That's all I'm giving. I'm just there now. That's all I'm giving. A Rod. Try that. What we doing, A Rod? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. How Stay long tuned. we gotta wait? Well, I think it won't be long. There's a, there's a there's a time there's a time limit for Can all this. Can I break the news? All right, Brennan, like, what, what's your gut say? Like, what, what's what's Aaron Rodgers' decision? What's it, when, when will we get a decision from him? Uh, Ashley, Corey, I think it happens today. Um, today is the start of the new new league year. Well, you know what? I wouldn't say today. I think it's going to happen within 48 hours. So right now, 
things are open from a free agency standpoint where teams can now negotiate with free agents, right? So you have the Garoppolo's out there. And, I mean, it's not a, a, a extremely attractive list outside of Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr is already gone. So these quarterbacks that's uh, that could potentially find a new home, you know, they can start negotiating on a contract. So Aaron Rodgers uh, is putting the Green Bay Packers and the Jets in a tough situation right now if they don't get it done within the next uh, 24, 48 hours. I think the only option for Aaron, there's two options for Aaron Rodgers. It's uh, retire, and I think that's a real possibility. And everyone keeps talking about 60 million, 60 million, 60 million. I get that. But this event that we were just at, RX3, they're a big venture firm. They do amazing things in business, and Aaron's a partner there. Aaron, you know, he's a part owner of the Bucks. I mean, money is not a problem for Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, you, there's it's going to be hard anywhere else in the world to go recoup $60 million. But I think this dude is on a totally different, like, level. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was sitting there talking to him and we start talking about self-love and, you know, the world. Like, this dude is deep. He's on, like, a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. This is the type of dude that walks away from $60 million and go lives in a tent or go in a dark, uh, darkness retreat. You had Ricky Williams do it. So what I think happens is he either retires within the next 48 hours or he goes to the Jets. I, I don't see the Oakland Raiders coming in and making a big splash here. Um, I think the Jets is the destination, Ashley. Yeah, Ashley, what you think and how soon will we get a decision from him? Yeah, I mean, I think that if there is a decision that's going to be made, it's going to be relatively quickly. I think last season, you know, Aaron Rodgers kind of dragged his feet on what the outcome of you know his decision then was going to be and i think that that left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths we talk about the green bay packers often and and the lack of chemistry that seemed that they had together i think a lot of that can be attributed to the fact that aaron Rodgers did take a really long time to go ahead and make a decision he didn't show up to otas he didn't really go ahead and start building that camaraderie with his young receiving core because he was dragging his feet on making a decision or at least making that decision public. He probably knew what he was going to do prior to the public knowing, but he didn't go ahead and share that with the rest of the world, his peers, and that kind of, you know, we talk about the Devontae Adams situation. Maybe that situation unfolds differently if he knew Aaron Rodgers was coming back to Green Bay. So I don't think that he can go ahead and um, do the same thing twice. So I do think that you'll see a much different um, formula from him in terms of making a decision, making it quickly. But I agree, I think it's either going to be retirement. Um, You know, the Jets sounds nice, but again, you know, we spoke Mm. about this last show when it came, when Deshaun Jackson was on here. It's gonna be, from my opinion, I just don't know if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback in this part of his career that's willing to go ahead and develop a young core of receivers, just like he wouldn't do that in Green Bay, the franchise he's existed in for so many years. So if he is going to go ahead and be willing to do that and has done some self-searching and, and wants to be a different type of quarterback, um, type of leader rather, at this point in his career, the Jets probably would be the best option. If not, he needs to retire. It's mm. simple as that. Corey, there's a few things here, right? When you think about guys uh, playing this long, having so much success, Aaron Rodgers is 39, uh, you know, a couple MVPs, Super Bowl champion. At the end of the day, the, the guy uh, is going to go down, obviously, as a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's going to be one of the greatest players, not only in football, but in sports, right? He he really is that that dynamic. He's special. 
And um, when you're in this situation, you know, you're still chasing money. He has money. Uh, you could be chasing, you know, um, accolades. I don't think he's that type of guy, um, you know, that, 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 that's, that's trying to catch like a Tom Brady. Obviously, that's even impossible at this stage of his career. But I don't think it's about that for him. I really believe this dude is like damn near transcending into uh, or transforming into a monk. I really believe that. Um, but competition, like the love of the game keeps you around. And being out there this weekend, like, he was competing. This was seven-on-seven. Seven. We had a high school football player on my team. I ended up playing on DTR's team. DTR is in the NFL draft. He's a, he's a quarter, he was the quarterback for, the, for UCLA. Uh, now he'll probably go, you know, end of the first, maybe second round. Uh, he was out there, and I was on his team. And, and we had this young high school football player that was just he – was, he was really spicy. And uh, Aaron Rodgers got in his face towards the end. T.O. came out. T.O., of course, as soon as T.O. came out – Things just got heated. Teal immediately start arguing with everybody, uh, pushing <laughs> kids down, like literally high school mm -hmm. kids to the ground. And then Aaron Rodgers got feisty. Uh, and I saw that. Um, and then also I was on a mic all day, so I was just talking trash. Yeah, I was talking about his darkness retreat. Mm -hmm. You know, I was challenging him. Uh, it, it, was, it was pretty fun. And then when I got out there, because he was just chopping up everybody and I played safety and mm -hmm. I started talking trash, he start talking trash. Oh. Brandon, I owned you. Mm -hmm. How many years you played for the Chicago Bears? How many times have I played you? How many times did you win? I owned you, Brandon. Uh -oh. So he's talking to me, bro. Yeah, he sound like he still got that competitive nature. And, and, and look, and then he took my he took my material, used it against me. I'm out there. I'm like, yeah, I never played. You know, I never played it in the playoffs. Played 13 years. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> so when I got out there on defense, I start talking trash. Yeah. He gets loud. 13 years, you never made it to the playoffs. Why are you talking? You've been talking all day. And and the cool thing about that for me was the, co the compete, bro. Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you do. You know, if you still have that in you, you want to get that out, right? Business isn't going to get – well, business can, but it's in a different way. There's nowhere else in the world where Aaron Rodgers would be able to express that and get that out. So I think Aaron Rodgers um, is – probably more than likely going to play it's going to be for the jets um and it's going to be in 48 hours we'll see we will see well i had a question for you guys too because you know the latest reports have said that the the trade is essentially done right it's, we're just waiting on an aaron Rodgers decision at this point now let's say they do ended up trading right aaron Rodgers to the jets what do, what do you think the packers are going to get in return mm. ashley you want to start there no you got it go ahead what is he going to get? What are they going to get in return? I mean, look, I think there's a dance being played right now. Um, you, like you said, I, th I believe you said that. I halfway listening down. I was drinking my Celsius. Um, but the deal is pretty much done. Um, we were out there. We, you know, we were hearing that he could potentially break the news that day. Like I thought, we were going to break the news this week, and it was going go. He was going to go to the Jets. Um, that didn't happen. Obviously, everything's going to be on Aaron's terms. Um, I, I think that the, the game is, why would I give up two or three first-rounders or why would I give up a first and two twos when we may be in this position next year? 
So the Jets have to be really careful here. They can't mortgage the future for one year. And I know Woody really wants to win a Super Bowl. They're hungry there. That fan base is hungry. They're so close. They really are. It's not just a really good defense. This is a, a legendary defense. This can be a legendary defense, man, the way they played last year. And you bring in a guy like that, he's going to even make them even better, right? Because now they're going to be playing – with the lead. Mm -hmm. Just imagine what those those defensive linemen are going to do then when they pin their ears back. Imagine how those defensive backs are going to play with even more swagger. So I think if I'm the Jets, I'm looking at a one, maybe a player, a one, and maybe a third. But I can't give up multiple ones. Yeah. I can't do that. No, 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 Corey. Yeah, they got some special building. Yeah, so that was the thought of mine. I really wanted to see, you know, what we'll do there. But all right, we're going to move on. So we have an update in the Ja Morant situation, right? And unfortunately, I wouldn't say it's good news. It's definitely bad news, I'd say, for Ja's pockets. Now, according to Sports Illustrated, right, Powerade pulled its ads featuring Ja Morant. And after the Memphis Grizzlies suspended him, you know, for the incident in, in Denver. Now, it's unclear at the moment whether or not the company has severed ties completely, but Powerade has stripped Morant's likeliness from their website. Now, just days before Morant's incident in you know the strip club in Denver, he had signed a multi-year endorsement deal with Powerade. So, uh, and, and company execs even went to the extent to tell Bloomberg that Morant was going to be the face of the biggest marketing campaign in Powerade's 36-year history. That's, I mean, that that that's just so unfortunate. But Ashley, I want to start with you first. Will Ja Morant bounce back from all of this? Yeah, I mean, listen, he's 23 years old. He didn't kill somebody. He didn't do something so just egregiously damaging to his career that he can't overcome it. You know, if you, we talk about, you know, the OGs in the NBA often, and this is not to go ahead and justify what Ja did, but it's nothing the league hasn't seen or heard about. It's just social media wasn't prevalent back then, so the rest of the world didn't know. But if you don't think Steven Jackson and, and those guys were in the strip clubs doing things and, and getting into some trouble, then you're mistaken. It's just that social media wasn't around, TMZ didn't exist, and everything wasn't under a microscope. Now, it's unfortunate the ad was pulled because it, he was the part of the revamp of Powerade. You know, Powerade was off the market for a while. You couldn't really, it wasn't really moving and shaking like it once did. Um, and he was supposed to be part of reviving that. So it is unfortunate the ad was pulled. Um, as of right now, he's still endorsed by Powerade. We're just not seeing the ad, you know, circulating like it was, you know, up a couple of days leading up to the incident. But listen, um, actions have consequences, whether good or bad. And, you know, this is a direct consequence to a really stupid decision. Now, is it something that's going to prevent him from moving forward and prevent him from becoming, you know, the basketball player that he was projected to be and he was on the trajectory to be both on and off the court in terms of endorsements and, and things like that? No. Um, but he has to go ahead and you know, do some real soul searching and go ahead and, you know, take real inventory of the people around him and the decisions that he's making as an individual because while he's young, 23 is still a young guy and I think a lot of us have done stupid things in our early 20s, he's still old enough to know better. And I think that two things can be true. We talk about this often, or at least I talk about this often. It doesn't negate that he made a stupid decision, doesn't negate that he risked everything that he's worked his entire life for 
but it also doesn't negate that he's young and he made a mistake and there may be some underlining issues that caused him to make that mistake and caused him to find, you know, solace and, and or rather comfort in things like drinking and partying and, you know, doing those things so excessively to mask something else. So I think two things can be true. But John Morant, you know, he's going to get a second chance. And you just hope that with that second chance, he takes it seriously and, and moves accordingly and moves as the brand and the business that is John Morant and makes better decisions. And that's really all you can hope for. Mm. Corey, I think this, man, um, he'll bounce back, but it definitely will cost him. We talked about this last week. And I said, I, you know, I, I, I lost $100 million in career earnings Uh because of my 20s, right? Like how I responded to certain things in my 20s and just being immature. Now, everybody's case is different. You know, jaw didn't hurt anybody like Ashley said, uh, but they're looking for mature players uh, to invest in. I've never seen an NBA player or a face of the NBA or the face of the NFL get in trouble, right? Now, do they do things that we just don't know about? Absolutely. But when you think about... The guys who are making the most money right now off the court, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Giannis, Dame Lillard, uh, Zion Williamson, uh, Luka, right? These guys, they're not coming with that type of baggage. So unfortunately, Jaws going to pay, to pay a, a, a price and it's going to be expensive. You go to the NFL, Tom Brady retires, but Tom Brady's one of those guys that, are, that was doing extremely well off the field. Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, J.J. Watt, before he retired, uh, he had a, a stint where he was pretty much the face of the NFL for, for some time and made some money. You'll see Travis Kelsey uh, probably be one of the top faces of the NFL because of what he did last year and even that SNL skit that was legendary for him and that was a big move for him. These guys aren't getting in trouble, right? Think about the when you invest in people, you're investing in people expecting that they're going to – you know, and mitigate some risks. You're expecting that, um, you know, they're not going to blow the bag. Like, think about how much money Powerade just lost, right? So they said they were investing, what, $10 million into this campaign. That campaign's now on hold. They have yearly goals in place. When you sit down as, from a, from a comp, as a company in, in November and December, what you're looking at is, what are, what are we going to do in Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4? We got to hit these goals. Hit these goals to stay on track. You got people, investors, and, and different people that you have to, you have to, uh, 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 you have to answer to. So now they're expecting John Morant to, to come out and have this amazing campaign and actually help them push their brand forward because they've been non-existent for damn near 10, 15 years, it feel like. They tried back in the day with Chris Johnson when 2K was going for 2K, but that didn't revitalize the brand. Now they're back at it again. So how are they going to get these products off the shelf? They're not. So not only do they have to shelve this $10 million campaign, but they're also going to look at a, a quarter or two where there's, no, there's going to be no movement for them. So this is a big deal. So you got brands that are losing uh, 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 opportunities, not only Powerade, but also Nike. You don't think Nike had big plans for Jaw in the playoffs? Or what if he made it to the finals? You don't think he had plans for, 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 for Jaw then in the brand? Even if he does make it, they're not going to run with that. So this is a big deal. Um, Nike hasn't stopped production on his shoes. They haven't stopped production, but you're not going to see no big. You're not going to see no big ad coming out. I mean, it already came out though. But I'm saying playoffs. I said the future. I'm talking about the finals. Yeah, I'm talking about moving forward. Look, he'll he'll rebound from this 
but it's going to cost them big. And, and look, I'm a player that lost a lot of money. And, and you mentioned some the OGs in the past. Guys do things. And, and when you get caught, you know, you have to pay the price. He'll be okay. But it's going to take him a couple years to enter back into that room and that discussion of will he be the face of the NBA again. Well, hopefully he bounces back. All right, moving on. It was a blockbuster trade in the NFL yesterday. So Sunday, the Miami Dolphins traded former All-Pro cornerback Jalen Ramsey. The Rams are reportedly receiving a 2023 third-round draft pick and tight end Hunter Long in return. Now, it's important to note Wednesday when the new league year begins is when this trade will you know, become official. Now, Jalen Ramsey notably helped the Rams to a Super Bowl title two years ago after he was acquired in what was then a blockbuster trade from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Brandon, I got to ask you first, what should we expect from Miami's defense next year? Because I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm expecting yeah. nothing less than the best defense in the NFL. What you think? You know what? I, it's not about the Miami Dolphins defense. It's about the team. They have playmakers all over the place, right? Like when you have playmakers like this, you could give a little bit in the run game. You can even give a little bit in the passing game, right? Like I was watching these these old clips from the playoffs, Deion Sanders versus Michael Irvin last night. And, you know, it was a it was a battle out there. It was like two heavyweights getting after it. Dion was getting the best of Mike in the first, and then on, in the second quarter, you had Michael Irvin kind of get off a little bit, caught a comeback, caught a slant, caught a back shoulder, and then you see uh, Troy Aikman throw this pick. He overthrew him, and he got a pick, right? Mm -hmm. So I say that because when you have a guy like Jalen Ramsey, and then you, you still have Howard over there, it would be interesting to see if they keep both of them. But when you have those guys, you can give a little bit because what you're expecting is – they're going to change the game. Those guys within a, a second or two can change the outcome of any type of run, any type of game. So um, I'm excited to see how they show up as a team collectively on the offense, lights out, Tua, if he stays healthy. I mean, they, they can score at will. They can score any moment, right? We're talking about this RPO. You got these guys that catch a slant or smoke route. They take it the distance. We're talking about 30, 40 yards out. They can go on long, extended drives, 10-play drives, 11-play drives, 12-play drives, methodical football. And then on the defensive side, you got dudes that can pin their ears back and get, get after the quarterback. And then Jalen Ramsey not only picking the ball off, but what he also does, stripping the ball. This is going to be interesting. I, I, I don't think that they're going to be a top-five defense, but they, they'll mm. definitely be great, right? Meaning, like, turnovers. You think they're not going to be top-five? I yeah I mean I, I mean you got the 49ers, you got the Jets, right? Like mm -hmm. you you got some you got some you got some guys out there that you know some some units out there that that really uh, does some special things. Even the Patriots don't sleep nah. on the Patriots. Don't sleep on the Saints. Don't sleep on the Saints defense, bro. The, the Patriots will not have a better defense than the Miami Dolphins. No you, chance. You, you, historically speaking, See, if you look no, at what Bill I'm talking Belichick, about the now, the now. You think the Patriots defense next year is going to be better than Miami Dolphins? Let me defense? let me let me let me look up. Let me look up these stats right now. Let's see. Let's see why why you continue. Let's see how they stacked up last year from a team standpoint. So defense yards allowed last year. Yeah, we're gonna need the stats because. Right? A defense with Xavier Howard on one side, Jalen Ramsey on the other. You got Chubb coming off the edge. You got Jalen Phillips coming off the edge. There's no reason. No, no. There's no, there's no reason why they don't have at least the best defense in the AFC East. Mm, in the AFC East. So last year they were, you know, middle of the pack, the Miami Dolphins. 
Where are the Patriots? The Patriots was right there. Um, you know, look, I, I like a well-coached defense. A lot of times you got to – it's not always about, you know, the star players, right? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's just about the unit. And, mm -hmm. you know, look, I'm not saying that the, the Patriots will be better, but I think they'll be probably better coached. Um, but that's not even a discussion. Who cares about that, yeah. right? Like, for me, I think where Jalen is going to really impact this team is in practice, you know, and I think we'll talk about that yeah. a little later. Um, you know, just that juice, uh, the attitude, the swagger, um, and then obviously on game day, but I think it's going to be more from a big play standpoint because if I'm really being honest, like Jalen hasn't been a lockdown corner over the last two, three years. He hasn't. He's been giving up a lot. You know, go back to the Super mm -hmm. Bowl. He gave up a lot, right? But he makes a play. That's the difference, right? Like you may catch a slam. You may catch a touchdown or two on him. But then when the game's on the line and you throw it his way, it's going to probably go the other way. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where I think he's going to make the biggest uh, impact on that team. Ashley, what are your thoughts? What, what are you expecting from Miami's defense I mean, the year? Dolphins are loaded. And it's funny because Trayvon Diggs and I yesterday on Twitter were going back and forth. And we're sick about it, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. I mean, not that the Cowboys don't have a, a sensational defense, but it's like Micah chimed in and – they just kept keep getting everybody like and I just feel like also listen let's call it what it is the Rams walked away on a losing end of this deal but I think that they kind of sold their soul for that Super Bowl and they in the back of their mind had to know they were not going back you know what I mean it was kind of like that you know that shooting star that happens once every couple of decades or something like that mm -hmm. you know they it's they're not coming going back to the Super Bowl anytime soon so maybe they're in the mindset of just kind of you know now we got to rebuild now we got to focus on what the future looks like um, I think that it's unfortunate because I think that Matthew Stafford, you know, when he joined the LA Rams envisioned multiple wins and multiple championships. And that's why he left the Lions in the first place. But, you know, things unfold how they unfold in the NFL and it's constantly evolving. It's constantly moving. I think that Jalen's going to be a great asset to the Miami Dolphins. Like I said, they're stacked. I feel like from both ends of the game and also i mean he wants to be there you know he spoke about it on twitter you know he he's been praying for this you know for whatever for whatever reason he was unhappy with you know his role or his time now in um you know in la and he wanted out and you know he now is in an environment where he's happier and we've seen this before in multiple sports we've seen it in basketball we've seen it in football sometimes when a player leaves a situation that they're not happy in and they go to a new environment, especially in an environment they want to be in. They're not traded someplace that they did not want to go. They actually got their wish and they're in the place that they wanted to be in. It's kind of like you see the Phoenix rising from the ashes, essentially, right? You get to see this new revived version of them. The the basketball comparison I can make to that is like Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose mm. was in Detroit and people mm -hmm. said his career was over. He was almost sent there to to die in terms of, you know, his career. And he comes to New York and it's a brand new Derrick Rose. He's happy. He's he's dropping crazy numbers. He's a he's a big part of of you know, guiding that young core. And I think the same thing will happen with Jalen Ramsey. I think that he'll be in the situation here in Miami. He wants to be here. He's He's been praying for it, thinking about it. And I think you'll see a lot more productivity from him than we have seen in the last few years, which is, it's a fair assessment that he hasn't been the Jalen Ramsey that people are accustomed to seeing. But that could be tied to he didn't want to be there anymore. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, guys, let's stay on this same topic. We're actually going to transition, though, to a segment 
we call word on the tweet. Word so, on the tweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, this is where we'll, you know, we, we grabbed a couple tweets on a timeline and we're just going to share our thoughts on it. But like I said, we're going to stay in the same topic. So our first tweet is from our guy Jalen Ramsey, right? So obviously in response to everything that had happened this weekend, he tweeted a tweet where it was a video actually of a, a Lil Yachty performing on stage. It was just to, you know, kind of put, put a finger on the excitement he had, you know, from this weekend. But if you see Tyreek Hill quote retweeted and said, if you hit me like you did in that flag game, we fighting. And then next, right, we have the Hard Rock Sportsbook. They actually did a great job including, the, it was a video, but but we screenshotted the tweet and it's Jalen Ramsey just laying out Tyreek Hill. Mm. But look, Tyreek Hill uh, responded to that and said, practice is going to be crazy now. Now I wanted to ask you, Brandon, Yeah. Who's winning these practice battles, right? Like you got Jalen Ramsey, you got Tyreek Hill going going at each other in practice. Who's winning? Well, uh, Tyreek easily wins these battles um, if Tua is on point. When you're going against a really good corner, a wide receiver can get open. We have the advantage. We know where we're going. Now you're talking about one of the fastest wide receivers in the league, maybe even ever, and one of the quickest and so dynamic, okay? When you get open, the ball needs to be on time because some of these guys, like their makeup speed or how they respond and react, you know, it doesn't leave you a lot of room to actually recover if the quarterback is throwing it, you know, behind you or if it's low or if it's high. So if Tua is on point or whoever the hell the quarterback is, Tyreek Hill will easily win this matchup. That's not kind of like Jalen's game, uh, you know, it's the guard like a Tyreek. Yeah. across like you're going to guard Tyreek for four seconds are you kidding me mm -hmm. right um what, what I'm what I'm what I'm uh you know excited to watch from a practice standpoint is how heated it gets right because Tyreek you know there's a lot of respect um obviously they're starting off on a on a on a good note right here tweeting and and having fun with it but when you get in practice as a wide receiver you don't want guys to touch you mm -hmm. so just imagine you know you go out there you go get the ball and then all of a sudden, Jalen comes, punch the ball out hard because there's fans out there. Now mm -hmm. he just got there. He's the new biggest uh, shiny uh, investment. So he's trying to show not only people in the stands, but he's trying to show his teammates and the general managers who stand on the field, like, yo, your investment, this was a great investment. Let me show you what you got. So mm -hmm. if Tyreek is getting off in practice, he's going to be physical. He's going to take his game to a whole other point. I did this with Champ Bailey. Mm -hmm. I did this with Darrell Revis, yeah. Antonio Camardi, uh, Charles Peanut Tillman. When you have two lions, you know, in that in that type of environment, it's going to get heated. Now, will it spill over into the locker room? Probably not. But I, I can see them having a lot of fun. But I can see there's some I can see some moments where they get after it may have to be pulled apart. Yeah, I know. Me too. Uh, who you got, Ashley? Who you think won in these the battles? Cheetah. The cheetah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so, too, but we'll see. I mean, I'd love to attend a couple Miami Dolphins practices now. <laughs> yeah. What's up, y'all? The Home Depot Retool Your School program is back on the yard and back at it again, bringing up to $150,000 in campus improvement grants to help upgrade and uplift your favorite HBCU campuses. Not only is Retool Your School partnering with HBCUs, but it's also inviting you to join by voting online only at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. You can vote as many times as you want, as often as you want, whenever you want, now through March 24th. If you want to support change across HBCU campuses, all you have to do is vote. So keep doing, keep building, and keep supporting HBCUs at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. Retool your school powered by purpose. 
This is Brandon Marshall from I Am Athlete here to talk about my favorite go-to Britty meal that I can't always enjoy because the carb fear is real. But carb-heavy foods are often the ones we love most. But Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences and compromises. Zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and high in fiber, delicious and flavorful. The soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a refreshing, maybe, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, savory breakfast burrito, or mouthwash watering cheeseburger something for every craving including sliced bread loaves buns and tortillas monthly small drops of indulgence favorites like the two gram net carb hero croissant or the one gram net carb hero cheddar biscuit don't give up on being a bread head hero bread is offering 10 percent off your order go to hero.co and use code athlete at checkout that's athlete at h-e-r-o.co hurry and get 10 percent off your order when you use athlete at h-e-r-o.co Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash grad admissions. Yeah, but all right, so we're going to stay with another uh, Tyreek Hill tweet, right? So for our next tweet, I had to dig this one up a little bit. But last month, Tyreek Hill tweeted, I'm the best hooper in the in the league, right, referring to the NFL. And then we have Cowboys receiver CeeDee Lamb, quote, retweeting it, saying, cap, <laughs> right? So question, guys, who is your NFL starting five? If you had to, like, make a basketball team of NFL players, who you got? Mm. Uh, DK Metcalf. Yeah, he's a good one. Uh, CD Lamb, CD can hoop. Okay. Um, you know who also can hoop, and it may be surprising to some people. Dak Prescott has a really good jump shot. That's all right. <laughs> there was a video circulating that like he was shooting nonstop, and if he made if he shot twenty shots, he made at least eighteen of them. Jeez. Like he he can shoot. So I'm mm. going Dak. I'm going CD. I'm going DK Metcalf. Um, let me try to think. I'm going Odell Beckham. I think y'all missing an obvious one, man. You know who's my center? Miles Garrett. That boy, that boy can hoop. He can I say, jump. I say, of the NFL players I've seen on social media, Miles Garrett got to be one of the better. I, pro- I would seen. probably take someone like a T. Higgins. Yeah. Or a Travis Kelsey. Mm. Or yeah, I'm not taking Miles. I'll say who, who you got in the paint though. You got to have somebody in the paint. You don't have to have anybody in the nah, This is three and D anymore. Nah, you can, yeah, be, you can go with a small position. It's a positionless starting five. Yeah, I'm going DK Metcalf. I'm going CeeDee Lamb. I'm going Dak Prescott. I'm going Odell Beckham. And I'm going, I'll probably take like T. Higgins. Right, small uh, ball, small ball. This is a floor. tough one. Um, I got Tyreek for sure. During Pro Bowl weekend, I was out in Vegas and they had a celebrity basketball game. And dude can really hoop. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only does he have handles and you know, explosive off the ball, but he also had a he has a J. Like he can really hoop. Uh Diggs can hoop. Not Trayvon. Trayvon looked like some <laughs> trash out there. It looked really bad. It's like, no, this dude can't be the Trayvon that I know. Uh Steph Stefan. 
Stephon, yeah. I'm going to go with him. He can hoop. Uh, competitive, plays really good D, savvy on that side. Um, but also he can get to the basket. He makes plays. So I'm going to go with Tyreek. I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. I'm going to go with Stephon Diggs, not Trayvon Diggs. Mm-hmm. And um, the final two, I, I kind of – like Miles Garrett, I mean, he could be a guy. He could be a hustle guy. Um, <laughs> a hustle. Man, I wish I, I wish we can go all-time. Because if we went all-time, I'm going with Antonio Gates, Jimmy Graham, Antonio uh, Julius Thomas. Wasn't he a good hooper? You got – who? Tony Gonzalez, wasn't he a hooper? Tony Gonzalez, all those guys. Like, there's some some monsters out there. So – I can't give you. I can't give you a five. Um, I got the three for you. Can we just do that? All right, well, who are you filling in if I am giving you all-time players? Oh, all-time players. I got it right here. Antonio Gates, mm-hmm. Jimmy Jimmy Graham, Julius Peppers. Peppers. I was just if I had to, to I would go with Pep. Okay. I would go with Pep. Uh, one overall out of all you know old timers. But Antonio Gates was smooth out there as well. Yeah, Kent State, tough. I believe. That would actually be a good, t- a good yep, team right yep. there. All right, moving on to our next tweet. So we got a tweet from Adam Schefter. So Deron Payne actually made history this weekend for becoming the second highest paid uh, D-tackle in NFL history. That's second to Aaron Donald. But he signed for a four-year, $90 million deal, right? That's including $60 million guaranteed. But the conversation here is really – about Marlon Humphrey's uh, uh, quote retweet to this. He said, Adam, we want Lamar Jackson news only. Please and thank you, right? So now this is, <laughs> this is about Lamar, guys. What do you want to happen for Lamar? I mean, this week is, is, is probably a week we, we could hear some updates, but aside from that, what do you guys want to happen for Lamar? Yeah, so for me, uh, I want to see Lamar pay, point blank period. I don't care if it's by way of the Baltimore Ravens or the New York football Jets. The Jets... Don't get a deal done with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think they should go all in on Lamar Jackson, right? Like he's um, he's a, he's on a non-exclusive franchise tag, which means teams on the fifteenth uh, can sign him, and then the Baltimore Ravens will have five days to match that offer and get it. Obviously, get the deal done with him. But if you go back into the, in the days when people or in these oper- had these opportunities or in these positions, they would put a poison pill. They call them poison pills. They put poison pills in these contracts. So the New York Jets can come out and say, you know what, we're going to go all in on Lamar, okay? And we're going to put together an offer that Baltimore can't even match. Like, I don't understand why this isn't a thing right now and why it's not getting talked about more. Like, so many more teams should be in on a Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. If I'm the New York Jets, I'm looking at, man, I can actually invest in this guy. It's probably not going to cost me $60 million. I'll give up my, you know, two first-rounders. And then I got a guy for the next seven years, eight years? Why wouldn't you do this? Why wouldn't you do this? So, um, to me, I want Lamar Jackson to get paid uh, by the New York Jets if the Jets don't get it done with Aaron Rodgers. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody wants to see Lamar get paid at this point. I feel like the situation with Baltimore has kind of gone on long enough. And, you know, when you play the game of chicken, as I like to refer to this as, someone's got to make a move. Otherwise, you're both going to crash into each other. So someone's got to soar about the way or someone's got to keep going. And I feel like um, Lamar has to make a decision best for Lamar. And I think that if he is going to go ahead and even if let's play hypothetical, like even if a team were to go ahead and say, we're going to pay Lamar X amount of money and the Baltimore Ravens match it. 
do you even want to be in that situation at this point? They've already kind of shown you like how they feel about you with how they maneuvered about you. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. at this point, he needs to just make a decision for his future and not worry about being the team guy, not worrying about being a locker room guy, not worry about this person's opinion, that person's opinion. And I think that Lamar is kind of like at that point. And I think he kind of maneuvers with that mentality regardless. And I just want to see him get paid and I want to see him do what's best for him regardless of what that looks like. And that's really what it comes down to for me at this point. Pay the man, pay the man, that's it, it's simple. All right, next tweet, next tweet. Our next tweet comes from King James and I'm talking about LeBron James. So if you saw on Saturday night, Steph Curry cooked up another incredible performance, right? Hence why the King tweeted the chef emoji on Saturday. So Curry led the Warriors to a 125 to 116 win over the Bucks. Curry actually scored 22 points in just the fourth quarter and overtime alone, right? He ended the game with 36 points. But it was after sinking a three with 19 seconds left to tie the game, Curry blocked Drew Holiday's go-ahead layup on the other end to send the game into overtime. And then, of course, the rest was history. But, Ashley, let me start with you first. How are Curry and the Warriors looking right now? They, they're looking good. Listen, um, pulling up the standings right now in the West, I mean, they're six, so they're bottom. They're making that playoff run by the skin mm -hmm. of their teeth. But I think that the West right now, especially with John Moran and the Grizzlies kind of, you know, dealing with things, they're able, they've been able to stay afloat a little bit without them. They've won two in a row so far. The Clippers are kind of, you know, uh, moving and grooving. You're going to have to keep an eye out on Phoenix to see if they stay at four, especially with Kevin Durant being out of the picture. But I think that the Warriors are in a good spot. Um, as long as they can stay within that playoff contention. Now it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because I believe if the playoffs were to happen, I believe one plays or six, five plays six, I wanna say, or six plays let's see, one would play the winner of the playing, which is nine ten winner. So I think the Grizzlies would actually play Memphis if it came down to it. If if this were to go ahead and I'm sorry, the Which Warriors would play Grizzlies, Grizzlies okay. if this came, I believe. The play-in kind of throws off the whole play-in, yeah. um, the, the order of things. But listen, I think that as long as they can keep moving like this and not have any, um, you know, stupid games. When I say stupid games, win your home games. Yeah, right. <laughs> win at home. You know, Chase Center is supposed to be the area where nobody can beat you. Keep it that way, especially with this remaining games. Things get a little bit closer, a little bit harder getting to the playoffs. Sometimes teams let their foot off the gas, which allows other teams who have the momentum in their corner to kind of finagle their way in there. And the Warriors have to be just that. So, But they're looking good. Seth Curry is a beast, though. So, I mean, this this has been a story all year. They, they've been up and down, up and down all year. Steph playing, Steph's not playing. They win a couple, they lose a couple. Um, I think they, they, they're playing with house money. They know they're playing with house money. Uh, they want it. Uh, no one expected them to win again. So for, 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 for them, like anything is an, probably an overachievement uh, for them. Like Steph Curry, if he can get this team in a good spot, and actually be competitive in the playoffs. It just adds to his legacy. It adds to Steph Kerr, uh, Steve Kerr's legacy. Um, and, it, and and if they do play against the the Grizzlies in the playoffs, that would be interesting because of the banter between the two teams. That would be legendary. That would probably be the series to watch um, in the first round. So 
Um, they've been looking the same way all year, up and down, up and down, up and down. I don't have high expectations for the Warriors. They've been messy all year. Yeah. I think that if the Warriors can stay within playoff contention and mm-hmm. avoid the play-in, this is a team that can flip that switch. You know, last mm-hmm. season, a lot of people counted the Warriors out. A lot of people said that the Warriors weren't going to go ahead and make any noise, that the Warriors were washed, that that championship window closed. And what happened? They won the chip. Yep. So I think that the Warriors are a team that can flip that switch the minute the playoffs come around. They've been rocky. It's been up and down. They've lost games they should have won. Yep. They've won games that you thought they were going to lose. But I think that they have championship DNA, and you can never go ahead and count that out when um, you know push comes to shove. Hopefully, they can go ahead and get Andrew Wiggins back. I know that he's been dealing with some personal issues off you know, the court regarding his family, wish him the very best, but having him in the mix would definitely go ahead and help this team, um, which wherever they fall within the playoffs and however a deep of a run they make, having all hands on deck would be beneficial. So wishing him the best, hopefully he can return to the team as soon as possible. Definitely, definitely. I, I'd say this, the one thing that does concern me, the Warriors on the road right now, they're actually seven Yeah, and they're 26. a terrible road team right now. Yeah, they got to figure that out. They're seven and 26 on the road. So that's obviously something they'd want to address. Which going is into another the reason why I said you got to win all those home games because yeah. you guys have been shaky on the road. Yeah, for sure. No, that was a great point there. But um, all right, let's move on. So we got a tweet from the NFL. So on Friday of last week, there was another big trade made, right? The Bears acquired wide receiver DJ Moore. A 2023 number, or the number nine overall pick, right? Because they had traded uh, what I'm about to mention, the the 2023 second round pick and a 2024 first round pick and a 2025 second round pick, all again for the first pick of uh, the NFL this year's NFL draft. So, guys, I wanted to ask you, and I'll start with you, Brandon. Who won this trade? Uh, we're not going to know who won this trade until football begins, right? Like, and it may take two years it could take three years to figure it out what I do know is the Chicago Bears are now in position there's a lot of talk um even today I was watching people on different networks talk about you know why would the Bears keep Justin Fields you know you have all these other quarterbacks great quarterbacks that probably have a a better upside more significant upside that's bullshit that's baloney um, the Bears are in position. Justin Fields coming out. He can make all the throws. His only one of his biggest knocks coming out of Ohio State was that sometimes he does. He's like he overthinks it, right? He's in there too much, you know, watching film too much, working out too much, right? Mm-hmm. That's the type of guy you want on your team. I'd rather have a guy up there that's, you know, um, always on a hundred, and then I have to bring him down mm-hmm. a little bit, slow him down a little bit, then bring a guy that's like, yo, you got to show up. You got to be on time or can we stay after practice? Can we come a little early? You know, hey, we just missed five throws. Can we get those, you know, in our walkthrough and makeup? Like, I think Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears are in position to do something special. Aaron Rodgers uh, more than likely is going to be out. Um, you still have Kirk Cousins, but I don't know if anybody's scared of Kirk Cousins. I mean, hell, you, you can, you know, they're – they're giving up 30, 40 points a damn game, right? Yeah. Um, and you got the Detroit Lions going to be interesting to see what the Detroit Lions do, but the Chicago Bears, no excuse now, right? You have everything you need. I love what they're doing on offense. I think they just signed a few dudes on defense or committed to a few dudes on defense. They're in position to get it done. And in division, you know, the way I'm looking at it is wide open. 
I think at first glance, the Bears won. I mean, they got a really good receiver for their franchise guy, um, Justin Fields. I think that they have all they have a nice amount of picks at their disposal to make some noise with. I think that it's up to the Bears to not shoot the Bears in the foot. I think that we've kind of seen this story with Chicago before. They somehow manage they somehow find a way to manage to to screw themselves out of a good opportunity, a good situation rather. I think they have to go ahead and pay close attention to that offensive line, get their quarterback some protection so he's not taking so many hits so that he can actually do something with the offensive weapons that he got via this trade that exist already and that hopefully that they continue to build around him. But I think that um, if they can do that, I think first glance, the Bears won. But like Brandon said, only time will tell. And this is Chicago. So yeah, the still, track record's not great. I know. I mean, they need, to, they need to establish an identity. You know, I mean, they need to be able to run the ball. You got to play good defense. And I say that, and it, it's, it sounds cliche, Corey. But I'm saying that because you're playing in Chicago. Even that field, the freaking turf is terrible. It's like <laughs> thick. Yeah. You know, Freaking gets you get in November, December. Bro, I played in a, a game that was 13 below. Oh, no. Nah. That sounds like Chicago. Come on, man. Sheesh, sheesh. All right. So, look, now we got our factor foolish segment. So, moving on. Ooh. Remember, this is foolish. where I'll read a statement, and then Ashley and Brandon have to determine whether it's fact or foolish and give their explanation why. So, our first one, guys, Miami Dolphins will have the best secondary in the NFL next season. Fact or foolish? Fact. I'm going to go fact here. I think this is uh, if Jalen comes in and Ashley talked about this earlier, it's like when you get out of a situation that you probably weren't happy in and you get to a situation that you prayed for and you, you're excited about, you know, you're going to take things to a whole nother level. I think – this could potentially be Jalen Ramsey's best ball. I mean, he's going into, what, year eight, year nine? Like, the game is slowed down for him. He's able to recognize splits and then different route combinations. So not only can he still move and still do it, but the way he processes things is much faster than anybody else on the field. So I think if Jalen comes in and does what he's supposed to do, uh, this will be the best secondary in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. I think that Jalen's going to – it starts and ends with Jalen Ramsey, um, depending how he comes in. And, and, again, going back to my point, I think that when you leave a situation you're not happy in, for whatever reason that may be, we don't know that. I'm not going to speculate about that. But when you leave a situation you're not happy and you go to a situation that you – you know, feel that happiness, you feel appreciated for your skill set and things like that, it does something to you. And as a player, it does something to you. And I think that, you know, he's going to want to prove that there was a reason I wanted to come here. And you're going to see that unfold in practice, in games, and you're going to see that trickle down into other aspects of the team. And I think it starts and ends with Brandon, um, with Jalen. And Corey, just to give you a little bit more, right? Like I just looked up the best secondaries, right? Mm -hmm. Right now they have the Baltimore Ravens at one. You got Marcus Peters, who's coming back. Uh, he was dealing with injury. Kyle Fuller's coming back. Kyle Fuller's in it, in, inside playing nickel now. Um, so you have a few other guys. Marcus Ravens, Williams. Yeah. Remember, Marcus Williams was with the Saints. Yeah. He's a really good safety. Tampa Bay, they're sitting at two. Cleveland Browns. I don't know why they got the Cleveland Browns up there. No <laughs> one really scares me here. Um, the Green Bay Packers, Stokes. Yeah. Jair Alexander, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you got the Miami Dolphins at five, at five. 
Jalen Ramsey's that special. He goes, he take he you insert Jalen Ramsey, they go from five to one. That's impressive. Wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yes. No. Again, look very looking forward to uh, watching the Dolphins play next year. All right. Next one. The Chicago Bears will win 10-plus games next season. Fact or foolish? Not only is it... Ooh, jeez. The <laughs> Chicago Bears, 10 wins. Ah! Could they be this year's Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, even the Philadelphia Eagles? Nobody thought the Eagles would be this hot. I'm going to say... Justin Fields and those guys. Fact. The Chicago the Chicago Bears win 10-plus games this year. That's fact. Sheesh. Ashley, what do you think? I'm going foolish just because it's Chicago. <laughs> oh, so. man. Well, listen, they definitely made an upgrade to their wide receiving court. So now DJ Moore will be with Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney. So that'd I be, mean, that'd be you got to think about this division, bro. Yeah. Uh it's like Tom Brady in the AFC East, right, for so many years, 20 years. They ran that division, mm-hmm. you know. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers, 19 years, ran the NFC North. Yeah. You take Aaron Rodgers out, it's wide open. The Detroit Lions, they'll be tough. Minnesota, they'll be tough. But, man, it's wide open. I really like Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah. I really like Justin Fields. I like that they're building, you know, an offense around him now. Right. Like, like, we'll see this year. We know what he can do uh, on the ground in the NFL. I know he can throw and run. We've seen that in college. But now you got to prove it when you make it to the NFL. So let's see what he does with these wide receivers. It's not going to be too many excuses. Yeah. With that, if, if he comes out and he can be a, a, a Jalen Hurts sometimes, you know, look, we might go two, 300 yards on the ground. Sometimes we may throw for three, 400, you know, because we got two wide receivers that can go. And then also I'm going to open it up for everyone. So if he can do that, this could be a very scary team. This could be that one team that, you know, there's always that dark horse. Mm-hmm. There's always one. There's always one. Could be the Chicago Bears. I, I do know this. Miss McCaskey, she's she's pushing 100. Mm. And, bro, when I tell you she has it all, she has it all. She's fiery. She's competitive. She wants to win now. And and I feel like part of this is the – like this is part of the reason why they – the Chicago Bears have stunk for some time now. And it's not stunk. It's just – it's the Chicago Bears. They should be contenders every single year, right? But it's because you have George McCaskey who's running the show there and every day he wakes up and the only thing he thinks about is, I want my mom to hoist the Lombardi Trophy one more time. That's what he thinks about. I was there for three years, man, sitting there at the ca- in the cafeteria with him at the table, talking to him about these things. She comes in, little old Miss McCaskey, brilliant, bright. She knows everyone's name in a building. And I'm telling you, if you lose a game, you get on a plane, you're going to see mm. her. She's fiery, face red, mm. not happy, upset. <laughs> so um, I think they could, they could get it done this year, man. Not mm. Super Bowl, but 10-plus. I like it. We want the monsters of the midway back. Let's do it. That ain't happening. Ah, That ain't happening. It's a wrap. Monster of the midway, that's the defense. Uh, We need need good play on both ends. There we go. All right. So moving on. Now, in honor of the Oscars last night, we got a movie topic. So remember the Titans is the best football movie of all time. Fact or foolish? 
It's fact. I mean, right next to that is probably any given Sunday, and then probably next to that is the longest yard. Mm -hmm. Like those round out wow. the top three. But remember, the Titans is you missed top the, tier, you the missed greatest the football one. movie of all time. Oh, so we going foolish, huh, Brandon? What, what, it's what it's foolish, and not only it's is it foolish, not only is it foolish, she didn't even like mention my number one. Not even her top three. Oh wow, 1993. How old were you guys in 1993? Do y'all not remember the movie The Program? That was the greatest the football movie. You never seen The Program? I oh my goodness! I don't even know if I even know what The Program is. The Program? Oh man, Holly Berry was in this movie. Omar Epps is in this movie. If you haven't watched The Program, go watch The Program. It's the greatest football movie ever. Oh my goodness! The Program, bro. I, I'm surprised y'all left out Gridiron. When were Gang. you born? I like Gridiron Gang. Gridiron Gang yeah, yeah, top Grid three though. The Gridiron Gang was a good one. No, Gridiron Gang is not top. Gridiron Gang was, Grid 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 was inspirational. No. It was inspirational, but like it wasn't top three. It, top three is definitely Remember the Titans, Any Given Sunday, The Replacements. Mm, you can make the an little argument. The Giants was two. You can make an argument, but the Longest Yard was a great, great no, the, football. No, the Longest Yard is a classic. And then what about Rudy? What about Rudy? I know, right? I'm, I'm a go <laughs> the program, right? Rudy. We Are Marshall was really good too, though. That that one's a little sad. It's sad, but it was a really good movie. We Are yeah. Marshall is a good movie. I'm missing. There's one. Oh. The Blind Side was a good movie oh, that was too. A good one. Yeah, about that was Michael a good Orr, that was yeah, a good yeah, Blind movie. Blind Side was good. Wow. Yeah. Okay. When were you born, Corey? Ninety six. <laughs> yeah, I'm a younger man. Oh my goodness. I'm a younger. Jeez. <laughs> Yo. All right, so let's move on to the next one, though, guys. We'll move into the NBA now. Jaron Jackson Jr. will win Defensive Player of the Year this year. Fact or foolish? Yeah. I mean, he's he's. He's in the mix. I got to look up who else is in the standings right now. But so actually, right now, Brooke Lopez, I believe, Fact. is in the league. Fact. Because no one else is playing defense right now. The yeah, NBA Brooke season, Lopez is killing it on the, the board. The though. NBA season hasn't even started yet. It's about to start here in two weeks. No one plays defense in January and February and March. <laughs> it's starting now. So this kid came out. He took advantage of the opportunity. Like, he played it well. Yeah. Well, he I think Jaron Jackson is actually leading in the odds right now. Brooke is Lopez is now behind him. I mean, out of the three of them, you have Jaron Jackson, Brooke Lopez, Bam Adebayo. Bam won't win it because the Heat are struggling and also playing in Miami. Like, he's had better seasons where he should have won DPOY and didn't because, I don't know, the Miami market, not quite sure. Maybe they don't have that many national games. Doesn't get the recognition. I'm not quite sure what the issue is there. But, um... I think that between Brooke Lopez and Jaron Jackson, I don't know. It's it, These last few games are going to be telling because they go back and forth in those standings. Brooke Lopez is a beast, but Jaron Jackson can do some things defensively that's that's pretty hard to make an argument. It's definitely between the two of them. It's, their, it's either one of their awards to lose. It's going to fluctuate back and forth these next few games for sure. Question for you, Ashley. How, 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 many, how many more games roughly are there in the NBA regular season? I don't know, like 15 maybe? 15 games. So what you just said is... Four, less than 15? Things sure. are still up. For teams that are in the running for the playoffs, yeah. They're going to be going back and okay. forth a lot. A lot of teams that are... If you're in the second... If you're second in the standings, you're going to try to push for that final top spot if you can get it. If you're in the fourth spot, you're going to be trying to push for that third. Well, teams that are close well, enough to go ahead and make that... We're talking about defensive that, player of the year. But Right, but, but they're part of the whole team. That's... Correct. That, right. The reason why I brought that up is because of the MVP discussion, right? Like, mm -hmm. you got your boy, 
um, Joker, who you love, he's on a three-game skid, losing uh, streak. And then you got Embiid, who's now leading uh, in points per game, and he's just heating up. So with 15, 16 games left, could we see Joel Embiid become the favorite? No. I mean, it's hard to com- – It's that's different than DPOY. I mean, Brooke Lopez right now is n- – part of the number one team in the East right now. So depending on what happens with the Grizzlies, they're third in the West. Now, granted, DPOY technically is an individual award, but as we've seen, your team plays a factor in whether or not you win that award or where they're in the standings. But, I mean, it's very hard to compete with what Jokic is doing. I think he just, the other night against, against um, I'm drawing a blank on who they played. I want to say it was, maybe it was the Grizzlies that they played. But, I mean, he had 35, 20, and like 12. Like an insane stat, 20 rebounds. Now, granted, they lost, but MVP technically is an individual award. We can have that conversation and that Ashley, discussion again. But they lost to very, the Nets. They lost to the Nets. Okay. They lost to the Spurs. They lost to the but Bulls. But MVP, they're still top. They're still number one in the West, and they've been number one in the West the entire year. They have not slid once. Regular season award, 15 games left. Corey, we'll see what happens. We shall we'll see. We'll see what happens. We shall see. All right, I got another one for you guys. The Kings are the hottest team in the NBA right now. Fact or foolish? Fact. Yeah, they're pretty hot. I learned that the hard way when mm-hmm. we had to play them. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, nobody really thought that the Kings were going to be making noise like this. I mean, forty a 40-win season with still <laughs> games left to play is very impressive. Um you know, for a team that was not expected to make any noise, they're second in the West. Now, granted, mm-hmm. the West is a little bit in disarray for a multitude of reasons, um, but they've been in contention for, I want to say, most of the season. So that's very impressive for a team that, like I said, was not expected to do much. They have, they've won more at home than they've lost. They have a decent away record, 19 and 13 so far. I mean, in the conference, they're 27 and 14, which is very impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a team that if I, I'm lucky, I'm happy the Knicks aren't in the East, I'm in the West, because if this is a team that you got in the first round, I don't know, they might upset, they might upset your favorite team, depending on what that matchup is. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they got some. What, they got a vibe over there. What, what's the criteria? Like, how many games determines like get you in that conversation of okay, we're hot, right? Because if if we're uh, looking at the last six, mm-hmm. you know who's the hottest team in the NBA? Oh, the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, you, you <laughs> might have a point Nets there. And beating point teams there. like the Celtics. Look at her face. <laughs> beating teams like the Nuggets, <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Look at her face. Y'all looking good. The, you can't. No, What's the criteria? Good. Let me know what the criteria is when we say the hottest team right now, okay? Is that 10 games? Is that 15 games? Because if you look at it, the last six, the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> are in position. Yeah. yeah. So this Nobody's tra- scared of playing the Nets in the playoffs, I'll tell you that much. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> the regular season will mean nothing in four weeks from now. It oh. means nothing. Come nobody on. nobody fears them. They will get washed by any team in the Eastern Conference in a seven-game series. Let's be for real. Well, look. Now, the Kings, 
depending on the matchup. Now, I don't know if they come out of the first round, but they will definitely exhaust whatever team that they have to play in the first round. I'll say that much. We'll see I tonight. I don't know if they come. Now, anything is possible. Matt, listen, Anybody. styles make fights. Matt Pelicans. Makes, listen, depending mm-hmm. on who they get in that first round, they may come out, but I'm leaning more on the side that they don't come out, but they give a team a very hard time. Look, they beat, they beat uh, the Kings beat the Suns without KD. They beat the Knicks and Pelicans without Zion. And come on, they looking good though, but they ain't really playing nobody the last couple of games. Well, hey, look, I tell you who who teams need to look out for in the playoffs on the, at least on the Eastern side. Next statement: Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are the best superstar duo in the NBA. Factor foolish. Best superstar duo in the NBA. And not not scoring duo. I'm talking about complete superstar duo. Are Jason Tatum? I mean, and I only got to see Devin NBA. Booker and KD for one game, so mm-hmm. I guess okay. Um, Foolish. Luca, Kyrie, Luca and Kyrie. No, Luca and Kyrie. No. Why not? Over Jason Tatum and Jalen. Yes, Brown? I'll take Luca and Kyrie over Jason and, and Jalen all day. Absolutely. Okay. 100%. I wouldn't, but. So it's fact. It's foolish for me. So foolish for Brandon. We going. We going fact for you. Ashley? I mean, I'm trying to think of all the duos. I think they're they're probably one of the most deadly tandems in the NBA. Are they the most dangerous? I don't know. I think that the issue is, for me, the issue is I never see them on the same page when it counts in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's always one's hot, one's kind of hot or not mm-hmm. hot at all. You look at that series against the Warriors, Jalen Brown was hot, but right. Jason Tatum went missing. Yeah. Look at the series against the Nets, Jason Tatum was super hot, Jalen Brown was okay. I think in order to be the hottest, you need to be the hottest when it means the most also. But if you ask me right now, regular season, I don't know who else I would put above them right now, so I'll say fact, yeah. but I still need to see it when it counts, when okay. it means the most, so. That's fair, that's fair. Foolish. <laughs> what else is going on in sports? Like, what's going to happen? Has Has Aaron Rodgers made his announcement yet? Well, I'll tell you what, I actually got some breaking news for you guys. Jimmy Garoppolo Sign. is signing with the Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. Ah, yes, yes, and, and, and details are saying it's gonna be three years, Sixty-seven point five million. I gotta get y'all thoughts on that. What y'all thinking? This makes sense. <laughs> Jimmy G. He knows Josh McDaniel's system. Remember, Josh McDaniel's back in two thousand and ten becomes one of the youngest head coaches in the history of the National Football League. Becomes the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos have number one scoring offense. Number one. Total offense that year or coming out of that year, what does he do? He goes and try to get his guy, Matt Castle. <laughs> he goes and get Matt Castle. You have a young Jake Cutler who just threw for 3,500 yards and 20-something touchdowns, promising career, and you say, you know what? That's not my guy. You got to understand how these guys think. It's, they're system guys. They're not players. They're not player guys, right? Player guys is like, you know what? These guys are going to make me better. They're going to make me right. No, Josh McDaniels is little boy wonder, super genius, right? Scheme it up. Do what I say, right? Jimmy Garoppolo is going to do that for him. So this makes a lot of sense. 
I think this uh, also puts more pressure on Aaron Rodgers too, mm-hmm. right? Because I, what other team out there made sense for Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I mean, maybe the the, the Raiders only made sense because of his boy, yeah, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. But um, I like this for Jimmy G. I like this for Josh McDaniels. Um, Aaron Rodgers. It's either it's going to be Green Bay or the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or what are your thoughts, Ashley? What are your initial reactions? Or retirement. I like it. The Italian Stallion, Sin yeah. City, I think he'll do well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's. I feel like it's an ideal situation. I think that they, listen, he has Devontae Adams on his side. Right. So yeah. Jimmy G is one lucky guy, man. He keeps going, he keeps finding himself in these situations where he's got talent and he doesn't have to do too much to go ahead and win some games. I think it will be the same in Vegas. Um, other news is Miami's giving former Jets QB Mike White a two-year deal up to, uh, worth up to $16 million. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Mike White coming back home, huh? Mm. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, listen, Tua, we speak about it often. Um, a lot of concerns there with how healthy he can stay for yeah. their season. And, you know, offensively, their season requires a quarterback who can go ahead and win games and can be available to win games. Now, this is not to say that people are wishing bad things against Tua, but you just kind of have to look at the track record Mm -hmm. and brace yourself and prepare yourself. You have Jalen Ramsey now on the defense. Um, On the other side of the ball, defensively, you have a stacked offense. You can't go ahead and afford to lose games because you didn't go ahead and and Mm -hmm. secure a backup plan in case plan A doesn't go the way you want it to. So I think this is a good move. Well, listen, when you're a contender, the most important position um, is the backup quarterback position. So I'm, I'm, I'm with Ashley here. Uh, this is a big move, another big move for the Miami Dolphins. If Mike White can bring that magic from New York to Miami, and if he gets that opportunity and he inserts that magic, this is uh, going to make the general manager, is it Brian Greer, I believe his name is? Uh, it's going to make him look really good. He might be the damn general manager of the year or personnel guy of the year, whatever that award is. Um, I mean, they've been doing this for two, three years in a row, making some really sound decisions in the offseason, making some big moves. I mean, even from the head coaching position, who thought uh, 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 Mike Coach McDaniels – is it McDaniels? Mm-hmm. Who thought Coach McDaniels would be a guy to come in and, and have such a huge impact that way, right? And then you go get Tyreek Hill. That came out of nowhere. Jalen Ramsey and even Mike. Like, Mike, because that's the biggest question right now is, what are they going to do if Tua goes down? What are they going to do in this draft? Will they draft a quarterback? Will they trade for a quarterback? They came out. They – you know, committed to his fifth-year option, so they're riding with Tua, but they know that Tua could go down. Like, this is some serious stuff that he's dealing with when it comes to these uh, concussions and head injuries, and now you have Mike. So this is a big move for a team that are that's a contender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, big moves, big updates here to end our show. Will Aaron Rodgers have, make a decision by tomorrow? Who knows? We shall see, but that's it. That's all we got for you guys today. Be sure to... Uh, watch us again tomorrow on Paper Route. All right. Smooth Corey. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.